Shalom guys, how are you doing? Baruch Hashem, we have this great opportunity to speak again. And um, certain thoughts um, came to my heart, thinking about um, while I'm learning, many times I'm being exposed and I'm enjoying certain uh, information and knowledge that is uh, very precious to me. And uh, many times when I'm sharing it with my friends, with my students, I see that not everyone are, um, are holding in the same um, level of, of knowledge, of education. And um, I just wanted to share something very simple and uh, like uh, I wanted to try to spread um, our history in front of your eyes in a way that maybe for... Um, most of you or to some of you um, everything that I will say is uh, is obvious and simple those ones that are more um, knowledgeable that has more um, Jewish uh, traditional background of learning and uh, or biblical knowledge and uh, for some I think that um, it can be very, very interesting and eye-opening information. So, um, first of all, um, let's begin with this uh, simple thing. Um, without getting into deep details, um, we know that um, based on our belief system, based on our tradition, um, we believe that the world was created and we are counting to the um, to the years um, from the beginning of of creation, beginning of the world. Now, of course, that you have the science um, opinion that is uh, that is claiming that the world is uh, is uh, ancient and that. Um, the Big Bang was the beginning and like certain things like that. And I'm not coming here not to say yes or no or to argue with those things. I learned a few days ago on a very deep, um, um, in a very deep way from a book that been written by Rabbi Nechunia ben Hakana, Nechunia ben Hakana, that was a very righteous man, one of the scholars in the generation of the Second Temple, of Beit HaMikdash and um, Sefer, a book that is called Sefer Hatmuna, like the picture of, of, of the truth of Hashem and, um, and over there he is explaining and expanding his uh, word and his uh, deep explanation on how the days of creation, the first six days of creation were not regular days of 24 hours um, they were godly days and every one of them um, was very, very long, more than thousands of years long. And as well, um, I read an explanation in a book uh, by Rav Arya Kaplan that brought uh, teachings from the Ramban, if I'm not wrong, that is um, explaining that method as well, uh, based on that shita, that method of Nechunia ben Hakana. Um, that the world uh, was created in those six days and then in the seventh day the Creator rest but 
not regular days of 24 hours are the days that we're talking of. So anyway, um, the history that we are talking about is the history that came after the regular days. Means that when we're talking about Abraham, we are talking about around 3,000, 3,500 years ago. I'm not sure exactly the dates, but we are talking about around 3,000 years ago. Um, no, I'm sorry, 3,500 years ago. 3,000 years ago, we are talking about um, the day of Mount Sinai. It's around 3,000 years ago. And those days were regular days. So let's talk a little bit about the history. I'm just going to try to understand a little bit more how the our history looks and 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 what really happened and how we came to where we are today so of course we know adam and eve um they came to 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 the world um and started their journey brought down to the world Cain and hevel and um every one of them had two twins that came out to the world with them um, three children in every um, in every birth. It was Cain and and both of his uh, sisters, twin sisters, and Hevel and twins, uh, two couple of twin sisters, and um, and then the world. You know, like uh, like we know after uh, ten generations. Um, there was the generation of Noah and the and the ark. Ten generations le generations later was Abraham, and Abraham brought to the world. Abraham got married with Sarah. They brought to the world Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael was the son of Abraham and Hagar. And then, after thirteen uh, years, um, Yitzchak was born from the relationship of and 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 marriage of Abraham and Sarah. Um, Hagar was the daughter of the king of Egypt and um, when she saw and when her father saw the greatness of Sarah he told his daughter Hagar listen my daughter it's better for you to be the maid of that woman that righteous woman than to be a princess at my palace. And she was a humble woman and she took that advice and she went and she gave herself to, to Sarah and she went back with Abraham and Sarah to their, um, to their journey. She left the house of her father and went uh, with Abraham and Sarah. And then uh, Ishmael came to the world and after Ishmael, um, after 13 years, Yitzchak came to the world and then there was the covenant between the Creator and Abraham that the Creator told Abraham, um, I want you to circumcise your children. Therefore, Abraham circumcised Yitzchak in the eighth day and he was the first one that was circumcised in the eighth day like we are uh, the Jewish and Israeli people are doing until today. That's our obligation and that's our tradition. And Ishmael, Ishmael was um, was thirteen years old in that time. Therefore, he has been circumcised in that day, and this is why 
um, the Ishmaelim, they are circumcising their children, the majority of them, or at least that was the main tradition for them, to circumcise their children in the age of 13. Yitzchak um, brought to the world Esav and Yaakov. Yaakov and Esav, they were twins and they came out to the world uh, in the same day. Yitzchak was this, the, the husband of Rivka, and Rivka and Yitzchak brought um, Yaakov and Esav to the world. Esav, he is the father of the nation of Edom, and, uh, and Yaakov, he was called Israel, and he is the father of the nation of Israel. Um, and then Yaakov got married with Rachel and with Leah. First one was Leah, and then Rachel. And also Rachel and also Leah, both of them had maids, uh, servants, and both of them um, had a relationship with Yaakov as well. Their names were uh, Zilpah um, and Bilhah. One was Bilhah and one was Zilpah. Those are the wives or the women that were uh, the mothers of the holy tribes, four women, Leah, Rachel, Zilpah, and Bilha. From them, 12 tribes of Israel came out to the world. There was um, one daughter, she was the daughter of Leah, and her name was Dina. Um, she got married um, later on with another um, family member. There are different opinions about um, who she got married with in our tradition. Um, and anyway, the tribe of Yosef um, been divided to two tribes, Ephraim and Menashe. So there you have the 12 tribes, um, the tribes of Israel. And the tribes of Israel been exiled um, to Egypt, and they were um, working as slaves for two hundred and uh, around two hundred and thirty years, I think two hundred thirty-one, if I'm not wrong. Um, and um, if I'm not wrong, maybe I am wrong, I'm not so, my memory is not catching numbers and, uh, and names in the perfect way um, always, but um, around 230 years they were um, working as slaves and been tortured and suffered badly in Egypt. And then Moses came to the world. Moses was the son of Amram and Yocheved, Yocheved, he was the brother of Miriam and Aharon, and um, Amram and Yocheved, they were from the tribe of Levi. Tribe of Levi is one of the tribes, means one of the children named Levi, that was one of the children of Yaakov, one of the holy twelve tribes. And then Moshe and Aharon and Miriam, they are the leaders of Am Israel. Moses is the main leader and king of Israel redeeming us and taking us out of Egypt with the great wonders and surrendering the Egyptians with his prayers and decrees, redeeming us and 
in the desert, Moses is dying after 40 years of um, walking um, after Mount Sinai, after receiving the Torah and the Holy Tablets in Mount Sinai um, around 3,000 years ago. If you just like focus your mind and thinking about this number of 3,000 years, even though it sounds like a huge, uh, far, far uh, away from us uh, number of years, but the real truth is that if in every generation you have a person that is um, 100 years old, so we're talking about only 30 people um, from that day of Mount Sinai until today. 30 people who met each other, every one of them was 100 years old, and he saw his great-great-grandson that was 100 and the, he, that was born, and then he passed away 100 years old. And there you have only 30 people who saw each other since Mount Sinai until today. So then you realize that it was not so far. And then Yeshua, he was the main student of uh, Moshe. He was the servant and helper of Moshe, of Moses. And he was the one to lead um, the people of Israel to the promised land that was promised to us by the Creator. Promised to Abraham, promised to Isaac, and promised to Jacob, and promised promise to, to Moses, and been given to us. And Yeshua was the leader that brought us into the Holy Land of, um, of Israel. Yeshua conquered the land from the seven nations that were um, controlling and abusing and filthing the land. It was a decree from heaven. They were doing horrible things on the land. They were um, stealing and robbing and murdering and raping and abusing. And they were doing filthy, filthy things on the land. And the Holy Land uh, puked them, rejected them, didn't want to accept them. This is uh, the main secret of the covenant of Israel, the nation of Israel with the Creator based on that promise of the Creator that if we will be holy and keep the covenant, He will inherit the Holy Land. And while the people of Israel are sinning, they must be rejected like they have been uh, for the last 2,000 years and more. So... The people of Israel are entering um, by the leadership of Yeshua that conquers the Holy Land and dividing it and giving it to the Holy Tribes. Everyone receives their uh, piece of land, uh, their inherit, and, and their part of the Holy Land. And um, we are carrying with us the Holy Tablets and the, and the Holy Ark of the covenant with us entering to the Holy Land, carrying it inside the Mishkan. The Mishkan was the holy tent that was being built every time the camp was parking somewhere, stopping for rest. They were building the camp that was being carried by the Levites, the Leviim, and the Kohanim were serving. The Leviim were playing and carrying the, the Mishkan, and the Kohanim were serving in the days of, of the Mishkan and the days of the Temple. When we came to the Holy Land, we established the temple in uh, Shiloh. And after a while, after a um, few generations, um, King David uh, came to the world. And King David, the Holy Righteous One, was the chosen one by the Creator. 
um, as the true Messiah of our world, the true Messiah of our nation and the true Messiah of the whole wide world. He was a special and unique person, totally humble, totally clean, totally pure, totally righteous. Like that Moses um, brought down the five books of Torah, King David brought down the five books of prayer, the books of Tehillim. The five books of Tehillim are full of psalms and songs and prayers, requests, praises, um, um, and ways of expression of a person express his heart in front of the Creator. Remember that, that King David was talking simple words from his heart. He was not reading Tehillim. He was saying his heart. He was talking to the Creator like you talk to the Almighty, to your best friend, to your Father in Heaven, to Father of Mercy, to God, to the Creator, to the Lord, to, to the one that you believe in Him, that He is your salvation, that He is your Savior, that He is the one who cares about you, the one who loves you, the one who created you, the one who protects you, the one who provides everything, the one and only. King David was talking to him and wrote down those prayers. Not only King David's prayers are written in Tehillim, also prayers of other righteous people, certain prayers that have been kept, and King David established them and put them into the book of Tehillim. King David, in one of his um, prayers, is saying to Hashem, I will not rest and I will not close my eyes till I will find the spot, that in that spot you wanted... Um, your temple to be built. He put that to his heart to find the place where the first man, Adam Harishon, sacrificed the sacrifice to the Creator, where Abraham um, sacrificed a sacrifice to Hashem, where Isaac, um, where the, in the place that Akedat Yitzchak was there, that Abraham took Yitzchak and was ready to sacrifice him. It was on Har Moriah. In the same place, Yitzchak um, later on um, connect, was, was uh, connected to Hashem and had his prophecy. And then Yaakov that had the dream and 12 stones that became one under his head and he saw the Jacob ladder, um, amazing story and tale that happened in the same place. So King David was looking for that place and he found it. He found Yerushalayim. He found the place. He realized that that was the place. Nights on nights, years on years, he was investigating where that spot is and he found Yerushalayim. And he uh, put the, 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 the cornerstone, the, the stone of the beginning of the temple, that, and, and that is the western wall. This is the reason why the western wall until today was uh, not destroyed even in the days horrible days of destruction of the temple the western wall stayed um, built because it'd been built by the merit of king david in the by the holy hands of king david the kingship of king david been given to his son shlomo um, shlomo was super righteous man very holy totally holy totally righteous totally amazing with no doubts the wisest person on earth a genius that that no one can be compared to, um, but still was not doing um, the holy work as his father, and um, the decree in his uh, generation 
was that the kingship of Israel will be uh, torn. So ten tribes were divided, um, not from him, because of the respect the Creator gave to his father, King David, just in the life of his son. And in the life of the son of Shlomo, the king, King Solomon, the kingship has been divided, been divided to two parts, the kingship of Israel and the kingship of Yehuda. Kingship of Yehuda is the tribe of Yehuda, and few refugees, few people that were very, very lucky and very, very special and decided to join the tribes of Yehuda and the tribe of Binyamin that was very close with the tribe of Yehuda because of the area that they lived in and because of different reasons. The tribe of Binyamin and the tribe of Yehuda and the huge amount of the tribes of Levi are until today called the Jewish people, named after Yehuda, that he was the main tribe, Yehuda, and therefore we are being called Yehudim, Jewish. The rest of the tribes, um, Shimon, um, um, Zvulun, Asher, Naftali, Gad, um, Ephraim, Menashe, um, and another three that I'm finding it hard to uh, remember right now, um, were the tribes that been separated, the tribes of, uh, of Israel, the king of Assyria, king of Ashur, came and exiled ten tribes. Um, for, for many years there was a war and there was a fight and there was a huge separation between the kingship of Yehuda and the kingship of Israel. And when the king of they had different kings. The king of Judah was from the family of King David, and the king of Israel was a king that was appointed every time um, based on arguments and wars and fights. Um, you can read it all in the wonderful Bible. And then the king of Ashur came and exiled the ten tribes of uh, Israel to Assyria, and they still haven't came back. Some of them did, um, but some of them, most of them haven't. And until today, we are waiting and hoping and seeking and looking and happy to see um, when those forgotten tribes and lost tribes um, are being found um, one after the other. Another individual, another family, another community, they're coming back. Um, thousands and thousands of them and huge communities aware to their connection to Israel and keeping an amazing, amazing tradition that is based on, um, on the tradition of their ancestors, of our ancestors, the tribes of Israel from before, um, from the days of before the temple and first temple because King Solomon was the one who built the first temple um, I haven't mentioned that before, but it's important to say. Uh, King David built the Western Wall, and then King Shlomo was the one to build the first temple, um, a known and famous fact. So they enjoyed the first temple, but after, a f let's say, around four or five hundred years, they have been um, exiled, and they have been exiled before the uh, building of the second temple. Now, um, after they've been exiled, the kingship of Judah stayed in the Holy Land of Israel, stayed in Jerusalem. 
And then um, the, um, the Greeks um, tried to uh, destroy... Uh, no, I'm sorry, before, we're, we're talking before, um, it was um, the, the, the king of um, Babel um, came to destroy um, the first temple. Uh, the first temple was destroyed um, by the kingship of um, Babel, by Nebuchadnezzar. He was uh, the main leader that brought down the soldiers and armies to destroy um, the first uh, temple. And he exiled um, the nation, the people of, uh, of Yehuda, the Jewish people, um, to Babel. Um, um, I'm sorry, I'm making mistakes here. Like I told you, my memory is not uh, not perfect, and I'm not so uh, focused. But um, again, um, the the Nebuchadnezzar exiled the people of of Israel, and they were called um, the the Bavlim. He exiled them um, um, to the to the area that today we uh, are, that is uh, per Persian, and uh, it's Iran of today, Iran and Iraq, and the people um, of the Jewish people, um, with them in that generation was Jeremiah the prophet, and Daniel the, um, the prophet, and um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were part of that holy group that had been exiled to Babel, and still there were some uh, uh, community uh, people, Jewish people that stayed in Jerusalem and um, and stayed there and tried to build themselves after years of uh, of pain and loss and horrible destruction of the temple. For 70 years, the, the Jewish people were over there in Babel, in uh, Persia, and in the Esther scroll, in the scroll of Esther, we see the story of the redemption that the Jewish people, under the leadership of Mordechai and Esther Amalka, um, been redeemed from the decrees of Haman, the evil and wicked Haman, Haman Rasha. And based on that, we're celebrating the amazing celebration of uh, Purim. And, um, and after another, um, another generation or two, um, Koresh, that he was the grandson of Esther, he was the king of um, Persia, of Paras, and he was the one who allowed the Jewish people to go back under the leadership of um, Nehemiah Azariah, they were the leaders of the nation of Israel, and they of the of the people of the Jewish people to come back to the land of Israel, and they went back to Israel and they built the second temple. And in the second temple, um, we have testaments and amazing stories from the wonderful days of uh, the second temple um, and in the second temple the generation that lived is called um, as well the generation of the 
תנאים. בתנאים, רבי עקיבא, רבי שמעון בר יוחאי, יונתן בן עוזיאל, יוחנן, רבן יוחנן בן זכאי, הלל הזקן, all the righteous people that were calling their names in the Haggadah of Pesach. That generation was the generation that the Mishnah was written um, by Rabbi Yudan Nasi, that was uh, the prince of Israel, that was a prince to Israel in those generations, and not a king anymore. Um, in the days that we mentioned before, um, there was all the judges of Israel, um, in the days of the, king, of the kingship of Yehudah, when the kingship of Yehudah was divided um, from the kingship of Israel, in those days the kingship of Yehudah was not so solid and strong, and in a certain period of time we had judges and not kings, and the judges were um, Dvora Nevi'ah, Dvora the prophet, and Shimshon Agibor, and uh, we had more Um, Shoftim, we can see that also as well in the 24 books of, of the Bible. And then in the generation of the Tanaim, like we said uh, just now, the Tanaim um, lived in the days of Beit HaMikdash, but also saw its destruction. Rabbi Akiva lived in the generation of the destruction and also been murdered and killed um, with another 10 very important righteous people. in the days of, uh, of the destruction. Uh, they've been killed for their Judaism. And in, in those days, um, there was the attempt of the destruction of the temple by the Greeks that was failed <coughs> because of the heroic acts of the Maccabees, of the Maccabim, um, the amazing family under the leadership of uh, Yehuda HaMakabi, and um, there was the rebel of Bar Kokhva. Bar Kokhva was another hero that lived in that generation that was fighting for the sake of the Jewish people in their days, in his days. And there was a great war that eventually um, ended to our favor, and we... are celebrating those days until today in the holidays of Hanukkah, the eight days that we're mentioning the miracles that happened to our ancestors, to those righteous ones in that generation. And those are the days of Hanukkah, and the temple was still standing and, um, and shining, and the light of that holiday of Hanukkah, holidays of Hanukkah are still shining our houses until today. And then the Romans came and destroyed Hanukkah. the temple and um, and when they destroyed the temple the temple been destroyed um, for the last time the third time that uh, the third temple that we are waiting for um, that will come it will be a temple that will come down from heaven the prophet says that the third temple is a temple that will come down from the sky and built from fire, built from tears, built from, um, from spirits, from, from sparks. It will be a spiritual and amazing, amazing eternal temple that will be built.
So from the days of destruction of the second temple till today, we're talking about around 2,000 years, more than 2,000 years of exile. And, um, and in those days, after the exile, the Gemara been written by a generation that was called the generation of the Amoraim. They are the scholars of the second generation. They established and based their teachings of the Mishnah on the teaching of the Gemara based on the teachings of the Mishnah. The Amoraim are the ones who are learning the wisdom of the Tanaim. And the Tanaim are learning their Mishnah based on the verses. So first you have the Bible, that is the five books of the Bible. Bereshit, Shmot, Vaikra, Bamidbar, Devarim. And then you have another 19 books, total of 24 books. That's the Bible. The Bible is 24 books. It's called the Tanakh, Torah, Nevi'im, Ktuvim. The Bible itself, five books, the prophets, books of the prophets, and uh, the scripts that are written in the books of uh, Ktuvim, total of 24 books. Based on that, you have the Mishnah, that's the foundation of the oral Torah, been written by the Tanaim, and after that you have the Gemara and Midrashim, the Talmud, that is the wisdom of the Amoraim, that revealed the tradition that is based on the Mishnayot of the Tanaim, based on the verses of the prophets and our ancestors, mainly Moses. That's it, a lot of information, and until today, for 2,000 years, we're passing the tradition, we're passing the flame, we are revealing the light to as many as we can, and it's not easy, and it's not simple, but we're in it to succeed, and to, to bring down a huge victory and redemption to the whole wide world. The redemption of the nation of Israel from Egypt was a redemption for the nation of Israel, the redemption of Mordechai and Esther in the days of Purim was a redemption for the Jewish people. The redemption of uh, Hanukkah, the miracles that happened, were the wonders that took place in the lives of the Jewish people. The third redemption will be redemption for the whole wide world. And not only for human beings, also for the animals and for nature, also for angels, for the whole creation, sheep and Wolves, goats and lions, predators and, and cattle and animals will live together. There will be no more anger, no more um, tyranny, no more evil in the world, no more death. The angel of death will be slaughtered and won't have no power to destroy and to kill anymore. And we're going to transfer and pass uh, to an eternal phase, live eternally, spiritually, um, with the leadership of the true Messiah. The true Messiah, the leader of our uh, generation, will be the one that will be chosen by the Creator. Every single person who claims to be Mashiach, who is saying that he is the Mashiach, or says that he knows who the Mashiach is, in my eyes, he is wrong. We know for sure that Elijah the prophet will be the one to declare who the true Messiah is and Hashem himself will call him in his name and will tell us all that that is the Mashiach 
and no one else. If you think him or him or him or him, those are your thoughts. I hope you're right. You might be wrong. We're still waiting. We're waiting for the true Redeemer of our people. The promise been given to King David that the that one of his uh, great-grandchildren will be the Redeemer of the world. The promise for sure will be kept um, by the Creator. Assumptions you can have in, in, in millions. You know why? Because King David had many, many children, and every one of them had many, many children. And until today, there are thousands and thousands of thousands of of uh, of children that are actually small branches of, of the same tree of the family of king david so one can say him one can say him one can say me one can say like whatever men or women jews non-jews everyone can say whatever they want the true mashiach will be the one um, that will be called by Elijah the prophet. We're going to hear the voice of great Shofar that will be heard um, from the sky. The Creator Himself will crown the Mashiach and the Mashiach will crown Hashem. And we can't wait for that holy moment, holy time, to cross to a greater time with no judgments, with no uh, darkness, with no death, with no sorrow and pain in the world at all. And may peace and love hover upon us all and we all with happy heart and wishing soul, healthy eyes with all our loved ones, see the redemption and walk toward the holy house of Hashem that will be called the house of prayer to all nations in our days. Amen. Thank you.